Hey everyone, uh, this is Jamie. I'm just coming in to let you know that this episode is actually a two-parter, uh, just because we went a lot longer than we were expecting on going, so part two will be coming out next week as our second episode. Subscribe to us on iTunes, you'll get an update, or wherever you get your podcasts. gentlemen this the to the greatest podcast with the greatest intro of all time see they this keep trying to kill us jamie but we come back from the dead every time <laughs> <laughs> you can't put us down can you just like the star wars franchise hey. uh, this is the stop listening now podcast i am jamie i am bobby hi hey. um we uh we, we we gathered here today to witness the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> absolute delomishing of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. There's a chance that this episode might be split up into two parts, depending on how long it is, because yeah. we have a lot of nine, nine slash ten movies and a bit of an animated series to talk about, and then rank the movies at the end. Yep. So it might get split up. So this might be a two part, you know, re premiere. Would that count? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a season premiere. This is season three of the Stop Listening Now podcast. Season three. Put your pants on. That's gonna. That's a tagline for this season. Put your pants Put on. Put your pants on. All right. That's fair. All right. Um, but yeah, real quick, we're going to go through the movies in release order. Um, of course, starting with the prequel trilogy going through. We're also going to be including the standalone movies. Um, I'm not really going to talk a lot about what happens in one of the standalone movies because I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. But yeah, we're going to go through, talk about them, and then at the end, we're going to rank our movies. Um, and then in whatever order we do that, we'll figure that out at the end. Yeah. It's a party. So, so let's... Let's let's get it started. Star Wars all began in episode one. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. <laughs> the first Star Wars movie of all time ever made, of all time. Yeah, out of all of them, uh, it's it's this movie called THX eight hundred or whatever it was fucking called. Whatever that stupid George Lucas movie he made before Star Wars. Anyways, uh, A New Hope, episode four. It's okay. Yeah, honestly. Um Never really got a lot of the hyperbole around this movie. Yeah. It's kind of just okay. Like, yeah. I, I respect it, it for what it is because it started the whole thing, but like, honestly, yeah. it's just, it's just all right. Like, every time I watch it, to me, it's so obvious that it was not meant to be a movie with sequels. Yeah. And none it's of what clear. happens, like, none of the extended universe was thought of at all and like that's just a known fact like it's been said by george lucas that he didn't think of the extended universe while making that movie and it's so fucking obvious when you're watching it It's so obvious dude there's literally a part where obi-wan kenobi calls darth vader oh Oh, he does he calls darth vader darth as if that's his first name 
<laughs> because they hadn't written the idea that Darth wasn't his first name. <laughs> yeah. Like well, his mom saw him as a baby went, I'll name him Darth. Like, I'll name him Darth. What the fuck? Well, there was also someone who woke up one day, had a baby, and was like, I'm going to name you Qui-Gon. So it's like... <laughs> And there's someone enough. who woke up and was like, I'm going to name you Obi. I, do you think that all this is a total uh, sidetrack? Do you think that all Star Wars babies are named the same way Luke and Leia are with like 0.2 seconds of thought put into it? Because uh, that's my favorite part of Revenge of the Sith well, is when well, babies Palpatine's are born. first name is Sheev. So fair. There, there wasn't much thought put into that. So I guess it all makes sense. Yeah. All right. The so math yeah. all adds up. A new hope. Yeah. It, it it's okay it's like even though it's very clear that and as you said well documented that a new hope was meant to be a standalone movie like it, it's still very clear that like a lot of thought and care went into the world at least um and in the world building and like the like like every other star wars movie the music is great oh Hundred percent. Best part of the movie is the but, music. Yeah, like the score for the movie is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just okay. Like it's not bad. It's not great. It's just it's okay. Yeah, it's I don't okay. get people that say it's their favorite. I've yeah, seen I many people that say that New Hope is their favorite, and that's just like it's fun. Like of course, like what you like, don't like what you don't like. But like, yeah, to me, like there's just so many. There's like Empire does everything that a New Hope does better. Also. People that complain that The Force Awakens is just a remake of A New Hope. It's a better version of A New Hope. Like It is. Yeah, sure, it's a remake of A New Hope, but it's better in literally every way. So, yeah, that's my take on A yeah. New Hope there. I, I agree. I, I do think it's a... I do think it's a better New Hope. Um, but, yeah, it's just... It's okay. Like, that's the one downside, because it's like... It's such a wet towel of to of like a movie to start on mm-hmm. because like we're immediately we're like and we're gonna talk about the star wars movies and then the very first one we talk about we're <laughs> like it's, it's, okay. it's okay it's okay it's okay <laughs> see but here's here's the benefit of doing it this way okay because then we get to jump right into a fucking banger one of the best movies yeah. ever made straight up masterpiece em- em- empire strikes back empire strikes back is such a fucking good movie it should be illegal it should be illegal like, how fucking good it is. I rewatched it. So, like, people listening, Bobby and I both, I didn't finish my watch through, sadly, but I at least got through the prequels and the original trilogy. Um, I just wasn't able to get uh, get started on the new one, but it's also the movies that I had technically seen the most recent before going through the watch through. So there was, a, like, the information for the movies are still like stuck in my head like there's no i don't question myself when talking about like the plot or anything like that of the two movies but like man like because like i re just because i rewatched like empire strikes back recently man that movie's a fucking banger dude start to fin there's not a dull moment in that movie even when it should be dull when you're on the dagobah system it's not like it's still super cool i love every minute of that movie yeah, and, and I know it's, it's weird great. because I always say that it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, which everyone always freaks out about because Empire is everyone's favorite Star Wars movie. 
except for the fucking freaks that think a new hope is the best yeah. one but whatever. um but like even though it's not my favorite movie like it's it's so infinitely rewatchable if i'm ever gonna watch a star wars movie just to watch it 100 percent, it's gonna be empire strikes back every time that's fair and like like it's 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 really good it's yeah. easily rewatchable it was the first one i ever watched i watched it when i was four i think i don't remember it because obviously i was four i don't have a memory but mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad sat my ass on a couch, popped in a little thing called the VHS tape and forced me to watch this shit because this was when like right around the time Revenge of the Sith was or not Revenge of the Sith. I'm not that fucking young (laughs) Right around the time uh, Phantom Menace was coming out. So my dad wanted to get me into Star Wars so we could go see that when it came out. And man, I don't remember like watching the movie, but I remember loving the movie. Like I remember... Like, after I watched Empire Strikes Back, I was just obsessed with Star Wars as a kid for a long time after that. All I wanted to do was play with lightsabers. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So, uh, funny little side note, but still, of course, talking about Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back uh, probably started, like, a period of time that lasted a couple months that I easily could have broken my neck like 6,000 times. <laughs> and that was after watching Empire Strikes Back. You know the part when he's getting trained and he starts doing flips over the knocked over trees on the, yeah. and, in Dagobah? So I started doing like somersaults off of the side of the couch like a maniac child. Nice. And yeah, apparently I hurt myself a lot. But I nice. kept doing it because <laughs> I was like, I was like, this will make me a Jedi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, I did loser. this dope thing where uh, after I watched um, Empire Strikes Back, what I did is I thought I would be cool like Yoda and just jump on people's backs and have them run with me to like train them. And <laughs> so one time my dad was just like in the kitchen, just doing something in the kitchen. And I run up to him and I go like, I say some stupid shit like, oh, train you must. And I jump on his back and he bails hard, like hardcore in the fucking kitchen ca- uh, cabinet fucking smacks his head that's so fucking funny that's great thanks yoda Tommy that's well. hilarious i don't know why but like because i don't know what you looked like as a child and i've <laughs> only seen you as an adult all i can imagine is you now trying to jump, jump on, on people's my back, back like yoda hell yeah <laughs> that's fucking funny dude holy shit that's hilarious mm. yeah the empire strikes back definitely got me to do like a lot of dumb shit no, just but like empire strikes back that's Thinking back what? to when I was a kid, just how dumb, like how much dumb shit I would do just because movies did it and I thought it was cool. Yeah, dude. What the Same. fuck is wrong with us? Yeah. Uh, children. We're stupid. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair um, anything else you need to say about uh, Empire Strikes Back? What I will say about the Empire Strikes Back movie by Star Wars is that, uh, man, Harrison Ford, fucking such a good actor. Like, I, I feel like because people mostly talk about Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and like, yeah, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford, the, most people love Han Solo is the most people's favorite characters. But I feel like most people don't appreciate the fact that straight out the bat with, um, a new hope fucking Harrison Ford was so in that character. And I feel like w- with the fact that Han Solo is like my second favorite fucking star Wars character, Empire Strikes Back is such a good Han Solo movie that, Totally. Like, it's it blows my mind. 
It's it's a it's, better I, solo movie than the solo movie. I, I feel like it's the movie that um, has the most Han Solo character development oh, out of yeah. all the ones that he appears in. Absolutely. You know, like, it, even, even though, like, it, it's... Which is so funny to think think about this, too, because, like, they end the first movie not really with any inkling that Han Solo and Leia really fancy each other. Yeah, because it was always you know? supposed to be Luke and Leia. Uh, like, the first movie was supposed to be about Luke and Leia getting together. Exactly. So it's like when the second one comes in and the movie starts and within minutes, you just get it. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, I, 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 I'm totally down for it from like the, because it's not like they don't start the movie immediately and they're like all over each other or whatever. Like, it's just like you get it, like the dialogue and how they talk to each other. It's just like, yeah, like yeah. these people like each other, but they're in such a unique situation and such a serious situation where they're both without actually saying it to each other. They're both fully aware of the fact that it's just not the time or place to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the banter and between the two of them on Hoth when they're both trying to get out. It's it's, it's great. Some of the best dialogue in all of Star Wars. And you get another classic Harrison Ford point. Oh, man. He's like the king of pointing. Dude, it's great. I want to hire him for my birthday party just to come and point at kids. And like and he has the best line in that whole movie. <laughs> what was I that? thought you smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Banger. Dude, that movie's so good. And like, oh. okay, I, I'm still not. I, apparently, I'm still not done talking about Empire Strikes. Yeah, I feel Back. like half this podcast is going to talk about this one movie. <laughs> it's because it's fucking it's great, spin. man. It's so it's good. I, but honestly, though, I have I actually have like a shit ton to talk about, like for the later movies. So it's fine. Um, but like Empire Strikes Back, like I'm going to put my dad on blast here for a second. <laughs> Watch out. So as a child, my dad did probably the worst thing possible when showing me Star Wars. So we watched A New Hope because, like, his idea was that, so, like, what? It came out in 79, was it? No, 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 no. New Hope came out in, 77. 77, yeah. So, like, my dad was about, like, six. So his idea was that he was going to show me roughly at the same age, which makes sense mm-hmm. i would definitely say a new hope out of the three original movies definitely is probably the closest to the most kid friendly i feel like all three of them are p- pretty fucking like i wouldn't say kid friendly but not something i like i feel like parents should have to shy their kids away from watching yeah um and like my dad showed me a new hope you know you meet darth vader and obi-wan kenobi and you meet luke leia han chewie r2d2 c3po you know all these characters and then before we watch empire strikes back my dad goes oh yeah and it's really cool because darth vader is luke skywalker's father <laughs> right before we watch empire <laughs> and like as a kid i had no i i i couldn't care less I couldn't care less. But now as an adult looking back, yeah, I'm like, dad, why you got to do that that's to me, such man? A dick move. I love it. Like, God damn it, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What's your problem? Why you got, why you got to ruin it? Ah, it's so annoying. But like, I know like when, like eventually, you know, when I, when I got little kids, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm spoiling the shit of everything. I ain't telling them shit, dude. Straight up, I'm gonna Santa see Claus those little real. faces melt when they realize that Darth Vader's Han, 
I'm Han Solo. Darth Vader is <laughs> Skywalker's father. Dude, that'd be an even you, bigger twist. Did you hear how they uh, how they got away with keeping that secret? No. All right. Quick little. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to keep this quick, so you can ha- have your final thoughts on Empire, so we can move the fuck on. Um. So. When they filmed it on set, only three people knew. George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, for people listening, the director, and um, Mark Hamill. But going into the day, only uh, only um, George Lucas and Irvin Kirshner knew. And then the Kirsch pulled, uh, pulled Mark Hamill aside and was like, hey... You know, uh, David Prowse, who's the guy who's in Darth Vader's costume, is going to say, because originally the line in the script was, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. Which also, within how the dialogue works, also makes sense, English-wise. So David Prowse says that, but they're like, but you're actually going to be reacting to this line instead. So he's going to tell you this but react as if he's saying this. So they film the scene and Mark Hamill, somehow a guy who doesn't shut up, actually kept it secret. He didn't tell his wife. He told no one. And Mark Hamill has a story where they're seeing the release of Empire Strikes Back and that moment happens and he's sitting next to Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford looks at him and says, you didn't fucking tell me that. Because no one knew. Nice. No one fucking knew. They told no one. Like, they had a very, like, like I said, like, David Prowse was saying the original line in the script, but apparently the whole, you know, Luke, I am your father was something that, you know, George had written in the script like a long time ago, but he wanted to keep it secret. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine being in the theater, like, in what? I think that was like late 70s, early 80s. When that movie came out, being a huge Star Wars fan, having no fucking idea, dude. That blow your fucking mind. That'd be fucking sick. That was like, it's kind of how I felt with uh, Han Solo dying in Force Awakens, but we'll get to that when that movie rolls around. What? He dies. Uh, Do you have have any uh, final thoughts on uh, The Empire Strikes Back? Um, Nah, leave it there. Nah? Okay. Good movie. All right, on to uh, a movie that baby boy over here, Bobby, uh, I've, I've heard he enjoys quite a bit. I really do. Episode so, six, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars movie, and I dare anyone to fight me on that, because it is. I'll fight you. People are way too harsh on that movie, and I literally don't know why. I see that people I say, with. I see people say shit like, you know, obviously everyone's like, oh, fucking Empire Strikes Back is best, which, okay, fine. Empire Strikes Back is really, really good. But, like, what are specifically people's problems with Return of the Jedi? To me, Return of the Jedi is the perfect culmination of the original trilogy with mm-hmm. one of the greatest endings in cinema history. Like, that ending is fucking fantastic people shit on the ewoks i know that i like the ewoks who doesn't like the ewoks bro 
even even as an adult, I like the Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks are fucking awesome. That one weird I, part where it shows the one that's dead and then the other one's all sad because his best friend died. It's so sad, Come on. dude. Who's not loving that stuff? Ewoks are adorable. They're super funny. They're violent as shit because they killed a whole shitload of stormtroopers. All in all, that movie's think, awesome. I think it's just like... I Honestly, I think the same people that hate the Ewoks in... Uh, Return of the Jedi, sorry, I just f- brain fart. Return of the Jedi are the same people that hated the Porgs. Like they're nah, just like I hate the Porgs, but I love the Ewoks. I gotta dis- I gotta disagree on that. I hate the right, Porgs. Okay, that's fair. But like, honestly, I don't know why people would hate the Ewoks. Okay, I actually, guess maybe it's because no. I, 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 I can kind of were... get why people would hate the Porgs. Actually, I, I, I'll, I, I'll back off of that one. I'll back off of that. Uh, off of that one but like the ewoks i don't i don't get it like it's it's not like they're there and they don't serve the plot so it's like fuck yeah yeah it's it's stupid to me and i i assume it's because like people didn't want there to be like the kidification of star wars and star wars isn't for kids shut the fuck up star wars is always for kids like what star wars are you guys watching a new hope is is it's not a kid's movie but it's not not a kid's movie either like it's definitely definitely it's definitely not an adult movie definitely meant for kids to watch it yeah right so as a kid i love the fucking ewoks and as an adult love the fucking ewoks yeah also like as the that movie okay that we're talking about right now return of the jedi has (laughs) the best lightsaber duel in the entire original trilogy the end duel with vader and luke is a banger so good so, so good. fucking good, dude. It's the best one of all of them. Oh my god. Anyone that says it's Obi-Wan so versus Darth Vader can shut the fuck up. That one sucked. That one does suck. Yeah, that 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 oh man, it's so good. That movie's really good. Like I I used to dislike Return of the Jedi a lot. Mm-hmm. And but then I realized something. I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a really long time. Like a like like but when I eventually kind of turned turned around for that movie, I was like, I haven't seen it in an extremely long time, you know. And then I, I it was just like a couple years ago, like I rewatched it and I was like, dude, this movie's fucking really good. Yeah. And it and it like it used to be at the time, um, because of course like movies like Last Jedi and stuff like that hadn't come out yet. Like it used to be really low on my list. Like Return of the Jedi, which is really weird because when I was a little kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. And then it dropped super low when I was like a teenager, basically, all the way into like my late, like when I was like 19, maybe 20. And then I rewatched it and I was like, fuck, this movie's actually really good. Yeah. And now like it's still not my favorite, but it's shot up. It's like, You'll find out when we do the do our rankings. It's extremely high. See, that's the thing about Return of the Jedi. It sneaks up on you. You don't suspect it. Up it. On you. you don't suspect it. All of a sudden, you're watching it, and you're like, fuck, this is good shit. This is good shit. <laughs> Actually sucks. One of my favorite YouTubers is this guy. Um, I forget his name. <laughs> so you know he's my favorite. Uh, anyways, he's like a like one of those like um, video essay type guys. Does a lot of stuff about movies. Okay. Um, that's Cosmonaut. That's his name, Cosmonaut. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. has a video called uh, Return of the Jedi Sucks and Here's Why or something like that. And uh, I've never disagreed with a video more in my entire life. I disagree more with that video than I do about flat earth evidence videos. <laughs> See, like, that's one of the problems about, like, 
why I try to like when watching like video essay channels, like weird little side note about video essay channels is, is that like, I try to watch some that don't have like a specific like genre that they do videos about. Like I used to watch this other one called high top films, but he has some of the, okay, this is going to sound really dickhead of me, but he has some of the worst opinions on Spider-Man that I've ever fucking <laughs> seen in my entire life. And I just stopped watching him. So like, I like, that's why I still watch people like nerd writer or lessons of a screenplay. Cause it's like, they're not doing video essays on like critiquing what mm-hmm. they're watching. They have a topic that they're doing. Cause like, yeah, I ran into the same thing where I'm just like, I fucking disagree a lot. Like he ranked the amazing Spider-Man movies way too high. <laughs> like, if those two movies aren't at the bottom high. of the Spider-Man list, you, you're done fucked up. All right. Uh-oh. Anyways, um, anyways, back to star Wars. So my uh, favorite yeah. Spider-Man movie. <laughs> we should do Homecoming. an episode on Spider-Man. Let's movies. do it. Um, that should be our next one. <laughs> 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 episode two um, spider-man uh yeah so anything else you need to say about return of the jedi before we move on to the hellhole um that one really weird part in return of the jedi where luke and vader's lightsabers clash right in front of the emperor's face and there's that really bad dub of like an evil laugh over him smiling and he's clearly not laughing but like there's oh, this yeah. really weird sound of an evil laugh that's totally not the actor by the way no way it's him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, that part's definitely cool. not. I, I, I laugh every time that scene comes up because it's so <laughs> stupid. I love it. It is pretty stupid. Yeah. Also, I got to say, I know a lot of people don't like it because they don't like the, you know, special edition or whatever, the, the re-edited ones by George Lucas. Having Hayden Christensen in, at the end, it's awesome. Yeah. I love having Hayden Christensen in, at the end instead I, of that random old man. I really fuck. Well, you know who that random old man yeah, is. Yeah, it was right? Darth Vader. I know it was Darth Vader. No, 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 no. But, like, you know, the, like, it's the. So, you know, when they. Spoiler for Return of the Jedi. You know, when they take Darth Vader's helmet off? Yeah, yeah. It's that actor. Yeah, I know. I know that's him. Which is not David Prowse, which is fucking dog shit, by the way. No, fuck Let me David just throw Prowse. my opinion on that. Fuck David Prowse. Okay. He's a piece of shit. My um, official opinion on David Prowse. Bad. Piece of shit. Um, but, uh,. Yeah, it was like the dude that played uh, him under the helmet. I also agree with your opinion on that. And I think replacing him with Hayden Christensen after the prequel trilogy may makes so much sense just based on the fact that you see the original actor for a minute or two. Yeah, but you not see even. Hayden Christensen like, for two full fucking movies <laughs> over f- over five hours you see Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. So anybody who complains that they like, there's a lot of changes to the star Wars movies that I disagree with. A lot of them on shot first. Um, but that one is one of them that I will forever fight. Whether you liked Hayden Christensen as Anakin or you didn't, it just makes sense. It, it makes actually should have been sense. Jake Lloyd. I'll say that right now. Should have been Jake Lloyd. Should have been Jake Lloyd. <laughs> Hashtag Jake Lloyd for re-edit. It actually should have been Baby Yoda. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Anything else to say about Prince Yoda? We're going to move on to... No, I got nothing else. All right. Let's go on. We had to do it eventually, Jamie. We had to. We can't do it without talking about these ones. Ugh. So next up, 
Star Phantom Wars Episode Menace. One: The Phantom Man Ass. <laughs> dun, 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 Gungan sixty nine. This movie fucking sucks. Dude, it's fucking terrible. Prequel apologists can can suck, suck my, my fucking dick. No, there's nothing redeemable about this movie, dude. It is a steaming pile of shit all the and way it's through. Because, like, for the longest time, I was like, oh, the only redeeming part about this movie is the Darth Maul fight. But then when rewatching this movie, Dude, I'm like, sucks. even that's fucking bad. It sucks. They cut away. They cut away way too much. Like, OK, so, OK, I, I have a hot take about this. OK, hit me uh, there. I, I've been actually seeing some people online lately, uh, especially a- after the second and most likely uh, more importantly, the third John Wick movie that's that's come mm-hmm. out. I know weird poll, but bear with me and complaining about the action in those movies, um, saying that they don't want like how the action is staged and shot, which I forever will disagree. I and the reason why I bring this up compared to Phantom Menace is that Phantom Menace does this uh, um, new hope does this Empire Strikes Back does this Return of the Jedi does this. And it's not until the most recent two movies have when they actually stopped doing this, they cut away from the fight scenes too fucking much. Mm-hmm. I let it go for New Hope because they had literally nickels left when it comes to putting money towards the fight scenes and the special effects for the lightsabers. So they want to show them enough where you think they look cool, but not too much where you can tell that they actually kind of look like shit. So I let it go. But it's just like literally like in the Darth Maul fight, it's the most egregious where it's like, oh, the fight's picking up. It's real. And all right. War on war with the Gungans. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Who doesn't like, want awesome. that? Who doesn't want more fucking Gungans? This is awesome. Great. I'm loving this. But by the way, people listening, if you hear squeaking, it's my fucking chair. But it's it's just like it's it's so fucking annoying. And it's like and they use a character like Darth Maul who would be and eventually does become super cool in a little thing that I'll talk about later. And they use him like fucking garbage. Yeah, because I I remember I hadn't seen Phantom Menace in a long time. I avoided watching it as much as I could. It's been a long time because I hated that movie even when I was a kid. I hated that movie. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, that movie was shit, but Darth Maul is pretty cool. Then I watched the movie. I'm like, oh, no, Darth Maul is actually not that cool. Yeah. He's cool in Clone Wars. The he only is not time he, cool I feel like in, he's cool in that movie is when, is it they're on Tatooine? Is that the, what the, is that when they're on? Yeah. When, yeah. And he, like, he attacks them speeder. as they're getting onto the, sh- that's, that's, cool. that's fucking cool. sick. Yeah. That's super cool. Especially because it kind of comes out of nowhere. Exactly. Like, it's absolutely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, because it's like, you're not expecting that. It's just like, okay, yeah, they're going to get on the ship. They're going to do a scene of the ship and the movie's going to go, oh, and then Darth Maul shows up and he flips off the bike and he gets into a fight with the Qui-Gon. And it's fucking awesome. But it's like the rest of the movie, Darth Maul is just standing there and he's like, meh. Yeah, I have two lightsabers that are attached, which also and totally like, lost its cool factor over time. Totally lost. The cool dual factor. lightsaber is just not cool anymore. Well, all right. It's not cool. His, yes. 
but I like the concept of the of the double sided lightsaber though. I yeah, think it's there's cool. cooler if done lightsabers. Right. Like there's just there's way cooler lightsabers than Darth Maul's. There, there is fucking Count Dooku's is cooler. He's got the curved fucking handle. It's way cooler. I, I'm more I, I'm more so talking about like the concept of a double sided lightsaber. His lightsaber, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I feel like the hilt's a little too long. Dude, it's but way I too long. It's way too long. It was so obvious that there was two there. You went, why is that fucking handle so long? Oh, because it's two. <laughs> fucking Darth um, Maul. So let's talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room. Okay. okay. And I'm not talking about moving to the next movie. That's not the elephant. Mm. Let's talk about our homeboy. Let's talk about our Me homeboy. Mr. Jar Jar Binks. Mr. Jar Jar fucking Binks. Can I give hey, you a fucking... did a little fucking Gungan dance in I the hallway. I give you a spicy take right here? Like... Flame and hot off the grill take. Okay. I kind of like Jar Jar Binks. I kind of, I kind of like Jar Jar Binks. Kind of. I don't You're like him, but I kind of like him. He's Here, not terrible. Here's, here's one thing about the whole Jar Jar Binks scenario. I feel like out of the entire thing, only one person was done dirty of that entire situation. And that was Ahmed Best, the guy who played Jar Jar. He got fucking destroyed after that movie. Like, I feel bad. Like, really, really bad. Like, have you heard some of the shit that people yeah. were fucking doing? It's really like, terrible. Like, he got fucking suicidal, dude. Yeah. Because, like, he, it got horrible. The worst thing is, you don't even see his face in the movie. It's like, not his fault. None of it was his fault. Zero percent. He's his an fault. actor. He was told to do something. He fucking did it. And you know what? Performance-wise, I actually think Ahmed Best is did a phenomenal job playing that character. Yeah. George I, like, Lucas even, said, "Hey, play this stupid piece of shit," and he was like, "I got it." And he played the best stupid piece of shit. That yeah. He could do. And like, and and the funny thing about it is like, even though like. I understand that it's just like the special effects haven't haven't really aged well, but like even with the special effects not being great, I I fully like whenever I watch any of the movies that have Jar Jar in them, my brain com- for like completely removes the idea that a human being is playing that character. <laughs> he did that fucking good. He does. He does the whole movements. He does the voice. He's a. He did a great fucking job, and people treated him like shit. Yeah, like it's ugh, terrible. It just. But it. It's genuinely. It's like the. It's. It genuinely just like fucking pisses me off that it, that that happened. What I don't ugh. understand about why people hate Jar Jar Binks so much, is that like because like obviously like yeah Jar Jar is kind of a stupid character. It's kind of the point of him. Yeah. But, like, Boss Nass is way more annoying than Jar Jar Binks <laughs> ever was, dude. People give Boss Nass too much of a pass, bro. He is the worst. Boss Nass is the fucking worst. <laughs> it's so or terrible. The, or the clearly anti-Semitic character in that movie. Dude, okay. Kate, Kate, Watto? I was going to say this until we got to Attack of the Clones, but fuck it, I'll do it now, okay? Why is George Lucas the racist? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why those movies are so racist it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking horrible like why why does that get swept under the rug so much the fact that those movies are incredibly racist and you, you know what's funny too if you look at the movies that either 
he didn't direct but he just wrote or he had no creative input into him so that's saying um empire return and the new trilogy yeah weirdly not racist at all weirdly not racist fucking uh in uh, is it empire yeah in empire Lando's fucking cool, dude. Dude, he's fucking walks on. He's so, so dope cool. right when he comes in. Fucking no one gives a shit. Then George Lucas writes and directs one, and there's some freaking floating Jew guy going, Oh, to buy my stuff. Like, dude. It's fucking What are you horrible. doing, George? What are you doing? You can't do that. Oh my God. And the weird Japanese hor- ones. What's up with the why it's the Japanese ones that are all like oh, imperialistic yeah, and like separatists. wanting to kill the dude? Why? <laughs> why do you have that the evil Japanese characters? God I totally damn, forgot George. about those guys. Holy shit. It's terrible. And then Attack of the Clones, there's those weird, like tall white ones that are Chinese for some reason. Like George. Oh, with the long necks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the people that make the clones. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will I say I should, don't get what people I, think. So, some people think that Jar Jar is racist. I don't think Jar Jar is a racist character. I don't. I don't think Jar Jar. Like racist some people either. were like saying he's a racist stereotype of like uh, Jamaicans. I didn't get that at all from Jar Jar Binks. But the other shit, yeah, hundred percent. Watto. The other shit, one hundred percent. No. Watto question. is no one of the most question. racist characters fucking in fucking Holy fiction shit. history. It's ridiculous. God, dude, Watto's the worst. And you know, it's like super annoying. And like, I'm just going to touch on this real quick before we go on to uh, the worst movie ever made um, <laughs> is they, it, it was just so fucking annoying. And this is just my thoughts on George Lucas as a whole is George Lucas as a base idea person does great work concept wise. He can really make up like a great concept, Yeah, but it's the execution is where he fails but people keep giving him the ability to execute his ideas because if you look at any other time where someone either he wrote something and someone directed it or he created something and then someone took his creation and ran with it it's significantly better than what he originally did empire strikes back and return of the jedi are significantly better than a new hope without question no matter what and I understand people's thoughts on The Force Awakens and especially The Last Jedi, and we'll, we'll get to those when those happen, but as we talked about when it comes to Force Awakens, Force Awakens is a better new hope. What fucking movie out of the original trilogy did that motherfucker direct? Yeah. <laughs> a new hope! Like He he actually might be, because uh, there's a lot of talk right now about like the higher ups at Lucasfilm and some people yeah. want there to be a shakeup and who's running a the lot thing. of people want to see Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. M- yeah. Moved away. And yeah. I will probably talk about that. Like once those movies are coming up. Yeah. Um, but honestly for a position like Kathleen Kennedy's position, if she's going to have to go fucking get George Lucas to do it because at that position where he's overseeing things and he's just a big picture guy, he's fucking phenomenal at that. Yeah, he's I think he so would do a good at that shit. Fantastic job. It's the specifics that he cannot do to save his life. And that's what fucked up the prequels is the fact that fucking Ron Howard was a fucking Ron Coward and didn't want to direct the fucking movies forced George Wait, Lucas Ron to Howard do it. Was- yeah. Ron Howard was going to do him? It was supposed to be, oh. it was supposed to be uh, 
either Steven Spielberg, I believe Frank Darabont, who did the Shawshank Redemption, what? and Ron Howard. Those are the three, I think. If I remember oh. correctly, I might be wrong on the Frank Darabont one, but I know specifically Still. it was Spielberg and Ron Howard. Fucking Christ. So how much better would those movies have been? Oh, that would have been so good. And, that would and have been so good. It was good. their direct fault because they were telling George, like, no, like, Star Wars is your thing. You deserve to direct it. Like, it deserves to be your vision, uncompromised. Well, you just fucking see what happens when George Lucas's vision is uncompromised. You get Death Stranding. <laughs> you fucks alright let's yeah dude okay. that's so annoying let's get this over with let's get this over talk with talk about the worst one All the right. worst one I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you okay I'm gonna be honest with you I tried <laughs> I tried I genuinely did okay I want you to take a guess so the movie's about mm-hmm. 2.15, so about two two hours, 15 minutes between two and a half. Yeah. I want you to take a guess. And a genuine guess. Okay. A genuine guess. Okay. How long I lasted, Price is Right rolls. I'm going to say you got 57 minutes into the movie. 25. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 25. <laughs> 20. Bobby? 25 minutes I made it into that movie and I fucking turned it off. It is. I turned it off. Horrible. Wait, actually, I th- actually, I think I can pull up the exact minutes and seconds if I pull up my Disney Plus because it should still be there. Yeah, 25 minutes I made it into that movie and I was nice. like, fuck this. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. It it's- is so, it's <laughs> so bad. It's unbelievable. To me, oh, I don't think, that I don't this think movie actually got released this way. It blows my mind. Oh, sorry, I was wrong. Twenty six fourteen. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, now I know you're a liar. So, yeah, I know I'm the worst. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's fucking so there, bad. I've never seen a movie with less redeemable qualities than this one. Yeah, like I, I agree. can't think of a thing I like about it. That's it's hard. Like I yeah. say, if I think really, really hard, I could maybe say I don't hate all the sh- shit on like Coruscant where they're, like they're chasing that girl in the in the fucking car. But even that looks like shit. Like yeah, that's that's my le- that's my least hated part of the movie is when they're chasing that girl on Coruscant. That's it. Every other part of the movie yeah. is and, and that's fucking early too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's early as shit. Yeah. Also, they yeah, made dude. they made one of the weirdest decisions of all time in this movie, and I still don't understand. I'm never gonna get over it. Why the fuck did they turn Yoda into like a fucking anime character flipping around everywhere? Yeah, I don't know. Why have would you, they do that? I was so you, excited when when they're in that Count Dooku's hangar, right? Mm-hmm. Which which should have been a cooler fight than it was with. Anakin with the two lightsabers should have been cooler. Oh, totally. it, was, it was shot horribly. It looked like shit. But then fucking Yoda comes in and Yoda takes out his little mini Yoda lightsaber. And I was like, you know, because I was a kid when this movie came out. I think I was like eight when this movie came out. I was fucking so hyped. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, Yoda's yeah. going to fuck some shit up. And I expected like a nice classic, you know, nice lightsaber duel, you know, like a 
like one you would see in the original trilogy where it was like less about like cool moves and it was more just about like the skill of the of the saber nah nah you got flippy dippy yoda yeah dude got flippy dippy yoda like it is it's got to be a thing where like in canon he like uses the force to flip around because there's no way his feeble little bitch ass knees are doing that (laughs) (laughs) the dude's like 800 years old or whatever oh dude he's so much older than that dude like it's insane like he he died at either just about or over a thousand years old like he trained he trained younglings for the jedi council for 700 years straight so how's he flipping around like that i don't know dude. no i'll say okay oh, i'll say soup what I said soup. Get okay. it, Mandalorian. Okay, Anyways, fair enough. keep going. Um, <laughs> so, I will say, actually, I'll take that back. One thing I like about the movie is Count Dooku's lightsaber, because I said that earlier. They're pretty sick. It's, yeah. co- it's a cool lightsaber. He's got a cool lightsaber. But, again, that's it. What do you got to say about this movie, Jamie? The one you watched 26 minutes of? It's... It's the worst one. Out of the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah, hands down. Um, I will physically fight someone <laughs> if they try to say that The Last Jedi is worse than Attack of the Clones. Oh, dude. 100% people think that. I actually have movies. A little, a little sneak peek for people listening right now about my list. I'm not going to say exactly when, but I have at least, at minimum two movies out of the franchise that are lower on the list than last Jedi, but none are lower than this pilot dump, but none of them are lower than attack of the clones. I fucking hate sand dude. It's rough. It's, it's coarse. coarse. It it's gets irritating everywhere. and it just gets everywhere. Let's move I the them all. <laughs> <laughs> and the children too. <laughs> all right, let's move on. You know what really sucks? I'm not moving on yet. You know what really <laughs> sucks about that? Okay, this is another another time in the franchise that I am going to compare it, especially because this is this is the one that takes place closest to the series. Is the Clone Wars animated series? You know what's another thing that that show does better? What's that? Anakin struggling with the dark side. That show does that perfectly and that's why i've been trying to get uh trying to get you to watch the show for like so like ham-fisted lately because it's just like i i just finished an arc that the entire arc is about anakin struggling with his pull towards the dark side there is straight up spoilers there is straight up a part of that arc where he actually gets shown what happens to him but his memory gets taken away by the force. Interesting. It, it sound it. It's not a great description of it. It sounds kind of corny, but it's a it's it's a great episode, part of a great arc called the Mortis arc. It's fantastic, and it's like there's so many moments where it's like there's even times too in the show where he does something that definitely shows that he's leaning more towards the dark side slowly but surely as the show progresses, but it's still technically a good thing 
And it's just like, and the show does it so much better. His back and forth with, you know, dark side, light side. And it's like, one of the things that the show does that I feel like the trilogy didn't do and they should have done is Anakin wants to be good. He wants to do good things and he wants to be on the light side, but it's his demons are what pulls him towards the dark side. But that the is, fucking movies don't show that. That is the weirdest thing to me because like, yeah, none of the movies, like not even Revenge of the Sith, which is the best of the three, does anything with Anakin struggling with the light and the dark. It's pretty yeah. much if you watch it, it, like if you watch it, like thinking like like trying to find spots where anakin is like struggling with his light and dark side and being pulled to the, it's it's not there he's pretty much always an asshole in all three yeah. of the movies the yeah. only time he's really not an asshole is when he's a child and he's kind of it's hard to be an asshole when you're a child right like an evil asshole you're obviously an asshole as a kid but like mm-hmm. a, a genuinely evil person but in two and three he's pretty much just evil the whole time like there's no part in those movies where i think oh he anakin really wants to be a good guy there's nothing there's none of that this just doesn't exist in those movies it's horrible and and it's 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 riddled throughout the animated series you know like so one of my biggest complaints and i guess i'll use we'll, we'll use this as the vehicle to get into revenge of the sith is in Revenge of the Sith, one of my favorite slash least favorite lines in the entire movie is during their fight on Mustafar when Obi-Wan refers to Anakin as his brother and a his friend. That is both my favorite line because it shows how much Obi-Wan loved Anakin. He did. Like, he, he had appreciation for him outside of being another Jedi, you know, cause he raised him like, that's just how it is. But the reason why I, I dislike it so much is they never show that aspect of the relationship in the movies. Occasionally once in a while, once in a blue moon, Anakin will do something. Obi-Wan will react to it kind of like as that like goofy uncle. And that's fucking it. Yeah, there's like that one scene they're in like an elevator and they're like joking with each other. That's it. That's all the friendship you get. But I'm joking in a fucking elevator. The animated series, on the other hand, (laughs) it's the show is full, like to the rim with Anakin and Obi-Wan just chatting, just banter back and forth. They make Obi-Wan fucking hilarious. But like a dry sense of humor, like humor that would make sense. But it's just like it, it, it and it's so annoying because I didn't want to like compare the animated series to the movies when doing this podcast. But Bobby, they forced my fucking hand. OK, <laughs> they forced my fucking hand by making bad movies and then giving a great team of writers the ability to do whatever literally whatever they wanted and guess what it's good they got a huge fandom over it and now they're fucked bless you paris now they're fucked like 
It's so annoying. Anyways, you you talk about Revenge of the Sith while I fucking cool down. Yeah, yeah. You need to go and decompress a little bit. I gotta grab my water bottle anyways. You keep talking. I can still hear you. Okay, so episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I'm pretty like everyone agrees this is the best of the prequel trilogy. I don't think anyone is sticking up for any of the other two movies. But not, Attack of the Clones, Bobby. Not to the degree that they would say it's better than Revenge of the Sith, okay? Like, yeah. I understand there are prequel apologists that want to say that there's qualities of the two movies that you can appreciate, whatever. That's fine. No one should be saying that Revenge of the Sith isn't the best of the three because Revenge of the Sith is not only the best of the three, it's actually a good movie. Like It is. It is a good, solid Star Wars movie all the way through. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I like it's especially love how unapologetically dark it is. Me too. Like it is dark. Like it is an evil movie, man. Like it especially is. once you get into the Order 66 scenes, it's fucking straight up depressing how dark that movie gets. When Anakin just straight up fucking murks all those kids. Yeah, and then like he turns around, and you see his eyes have gone all yellow. Like that's yeah. that's some shit right there. Also, yeah, has, dude, shoot that stuff right into my fucking veins, yeah, dog. dude. Inject that right into the tip of my foreskin. I'll take it all. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a it's a fantastic movie, and also has the best arc of like I would say of the three movies. This is the best single movie arc for Anakin. Of totally, yeah, of him having the dreams, and then uh, Palpatine catching on to that and manipulating him, and like it's more of a slow burn in this movie then I feel it like in the other movies where it was just like he was just in one mood the whole movie in the other ones. Yeah. This one, it's it's more of a slow, gradual thing. And I really like that. And yeah, this is just a solid ass movie, man. Yeah, I I, I, I like this one a lot, too. Like a lot, a lot. Um, it it has. um. Yeah, it's got the best story. It has um, the best fight scene of mm, the whole franchise. the entire prequel trilogy. Nope. Franchise. There, I said it. I wouldn't it. say franchise. I wouldn't say franchise. Whole but, franchise. But that's your opinion, and I respect your opinion. I just have a differing one. What? Um, no, we have to punch each other over that. <laughs> just start punching my microphone. <laughs> um, but. Like it, it, the fight on Mustafar is definitely up there with one of my favorites, though easily oh, it's, it's without so question. Um, and it, and it's just it's just so good. It's the first time out of the three movies where I really felt that they let Ewan McGregor be an actor. They because. In the first movie and the second movie, the dialogue is atrocious. Atrocious. And, and in this one, the it's dialogue's not, not much perfect. Better in this one, but Obi Wan's is. But Obi Wan's is significantly better, and they really like. And because of that, they let Ewan McGregor fucking act, and like, okay, hot take. I think Ewan McGregor was fucking born to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I do think he, I, I, I honestly think that. Alec he, Guinness can suck my balls. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. Um, like 
anybody else who's played Obi-Wan Kenobi has done a great job, whether it's, oh, sorry, uh, whether, what was the guy? Uh, Alan, uh, Alec Guinness? Yeah, yeah Alec sorry. Guinness. Brain fart, literally just heard it. Uh, Alec Guinness, or it's the guy who voices Obi-Wan in the animated series, or that same guy who voices <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi in all the video games. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever it is, they all do a great job. But, like, just no one can do it like Ewan McGregor did. And, like, he really, like... like and, and this movie is the one that made me love that character mm-hmm. was revenge of the Sith. Like I kind of enjoyed him in new new hope, but he was the sage old man. Um, that was his character. And in, you know, Phantom menace, he was the, you know, he was the trainee, but they didn't really give him a lot in attack of the clones. It's just a bad movie and they make him a very poorly written character, but in revenge of the Sith, like they like that's where Obi-Wan really shines, which is important that he does that because he is as important to that story as Anakin is. They're equally as important to revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. without one, it, like it, without either one, the story just doesn't work because it has to be Obi-Wan who like who has to fight him on Mustafar. It has to be Obi-Wan who fights him. It cannot be anybody else. It doesn't make sense if it isn't. And, like, the movies are so fucking good, man. It's so good. It really is. It's so fucking good, dude. Like, it, oh, it's... it's it, And, yeah, you, you can tell uh, that's... Because, like, you know, I, I've used the term prequel apologist a lot. Um, but you can really tell just a prequel hater if they just, like, only talk shit about Revenge of the Sith. Because... Like, Revenge of the Sith doesn't have the problems that the other two in the prequel trilogy have. Like, it's its own... Like, I could almost throw away the first two and just have Revenge of the Sith be the only prequel. Just have it be the only one. And it works. Because I think you have the, the... Like, obviously you don't have the origin of where Anakin comes from. But to me, Attack of the Clones is completely throwaway regardless. Yeah, no matter what. And Phantom Menace or not, it's and Phantom Menace doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So you can just have Revenge of the Sith be like the canon prequel, and it it's so it works out so well because that movie has its own self-contained arc of Anakin turning to the dark side. That the other two movies aren't needed, like they're they're really yeah. unnecessary when you watch that movie. Totally, and I I love. Um, I love how in that movie they don't paint the Jedi as just this 100% correct, you know, they're right about everything. Totally. Like they do have flaws. Like the like the Jedi aren't perfect. They do fuck up and there is some problems with them that needs to be, you know, addressed. Um yeah, just yeah. I fucking love that movie. It's it's it, it's a it's a really 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 good movie. Honestly, this is kind of making me want to watch it again. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's it's great. Like it's really, 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 really fucking good. Some of the dialogue during that final scene is a bit cringy. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But yeah, I have the high ground, Anakin. Like yeah. shit, like that. That um, yeah. Specifically, the scene where it's Obi Wan, Anakin, and Padme. That's where I feel like that mm. scene is at its lowest. Yeah. The dialogue during this during the fight is still pretty clunky, but it's excusable. I let it go. Because 
the dialogue at least is meaning something to the plot what from my point of view the jedi are evil like no human talks like that (laughs) people don't talk like that exactly you know but like it's also i feel like it's the one fight scene out of the entire prequel trilogy where like you feel the weight Mm -hmm. of how important it is you know phantom menace the darth maul fight isn't important and you don't feel the weight until qui-gon dies which is halfway through Mm -hmm. you know but like with revenge of the sith like that whole fight before they even start fighting you can feel it Mm -hmm. you know you can feel the weight behind it it's important you know yes of course adding in the fact that you know this is genuinely the point when anakin skywalker actually dies and darth vader is born yes he was given the name previously and he killed the younglings and all this kind of stuff but this is when darth this is when anakin skywalker dies and darth vader is born so it's super important but before they even ignite their lightsabers the fight is you can already feel the tense you know that you know it's just it's fucking great man it's so good a lot of the lightsaber duels in the series like like not even just in the prequels or in the sequels like just in general in the franchise yeah too many lightsaber duels just don't have meaning behind them like there's there's no importance behind the duel and that's what i think this one does so well because like visually it is fucking dope as shit too like yeah, Th- that helps the fact that they're surrounded by lava and it's fucking. I also it's just feel cool. like it's 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 the best choreographed fight scene, mm-hmm. at least in mm-hmm. the prequels. To me, it's the one where you really feel like like both of the people in the duel are like straight up masters at their craft. Like they're both of them are on equal footing. You know, they're, they're both at their absolute peak of you know the ability to battle, and it's fucking it's the best. Like that's why I think it's the best in the entire franchise. Um, well, that that's why, like, and I and I think you'd probably you probably like this tidbit of information as well. In the novelization for the movie, they dive a little deeper into why the fight is so back and forth, not just based on the point that you made, uh, which is de- definitely a factor into it, which is the fact that they're both masters at their craft um anakin specifically being a master in the offense and obi-wan being a master in the defense is the fact that they've been training for over a decade with each other they know obi-wan knows every single one of anakin's flaws and anakin knows every single one of obi-wan's flaws and obi-wan is not trying to exploit those but anakin is but Obi-Wan knows that. And that's something that they talk about in the novelization a lot. And one of the biggest things, too, is that final moment in the fight scene where Anakin is still on that tram thing and Obi-Wan has the high ground. And they talk about the novelization that the that Obi-Wan at that moment and the reason why he says the things he says during that time when he's on the hill and Anakin is down there is that he recognizes Anakin's um, arrogance and his cockiness that he knows he will still jump at him. And Obi-Wan knows that if Anakin jumps at him, Anakin's going to lose. 
Mm. He's fully aware of that. But those final moments of dialogue is him without directly saying it. It's him basically trying to tell Anakin, you're going to lose. Don't do it. Yeah. And it's makes that makes that final moments in the scene super ominous and depressing. Yeah. (laughs) And like another moment where the series is enhanced by the people that Lucas films and Lucas arts, like they're giving these people, Oh yeah, you can do this thing, but it's not super important. But then they turn out something that either improves it or is better than the original product, which is why I think it's so good that Dave Filoni is working on the Mandalorian. Yeah. And, and I've heard his name get thrown around in terms of people to replace Kathleen Kennedy. As the I'd head of so Lucasfilm, uh, like I would be so fucking yeah. down. Give it to like the dude. The dude, he was handpicked by George Lucas to replace him. Yeah, you know, and I, he was. I, he gets. He it. was also. He was also handpicked by John Favreau to work on the show. Yeah, like, and the fans love him too. Like, there's no none of the fans yeah. would be mad if Kathleen Kennedy yeah. got taken out for Dave Filoni. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, I agree. All right, I think that I think that's good enough for the the prequels. You know, it was, there are some downs and there are some ups. Some downs. downs.